Yesterday, they held hearings at uh, Toronto City Hall. I think it was Toronto City Hall, actually. I don't know precisely the venue. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but the hearings were about the pilot project that is more than a bike path. I sometimes have a hard time describing it, but you may have something in your neighborhood or close to it. They did it on the Danforth as well, where you create a bike lane on the outside, but it's a protected bike lane. And then on the inside, you have an area where you can put tables and people can, you know, restaurants have a whole new section now uh, in the nice weather at the very least. And I'll never quite understand how it all worked because Young was two lanes in each direction. Now it has a protected bike lane. It has, as Robert Turner amiably calls it, a uh, dine in the gutter TO and parking. I, and, and yet still there are two live lanes of traffic. But among the uh, deputants yesterday was... Uh, this young person. We live in Midtown. We are here today to ask the city of Toronto to please support bike lanes in our city. We love riding our bikes. We ride to the park. We ride to school. We ride around the neighborhood. Right now, we are little enough that we can still ride on the sidewalks. It makes my mom feel better because there aren't any bike lanes along our roads, but it's not the greatest. Most of the sidewalks in our neighborhood are really narrow, and we are sharing it with people that are walking, dogs that chase us, and don't even get me started on what a bike ride is like on garbage day. We wish there were more separated bike lanes in Toronto so that families like mine can go on bigger adventures and explore our city. So the city report came back and insisted that more people were biking, pedest more pedestrians were coming and going, local merchants were happy with the whole thing. And when they did the survey of how traffic was moving, it was a little bit slower, but it was about 70 seconds. If you were traveling north from Bloor to Davisville, it would add about 70 seconds to your commute, which most people would say, okay, we can handle that. So not to give away the punchline too early, because we've got somebody coming up in just a second who doesn't like this program. Uh, but yesterday, the committee voted unanimously to approve it. So now it goes to um, general council, city council, and if it passes, then it becomes permanent. Trevor Townsend is founder of the neighborhood group Be Rational TO and joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. So that was a long introduction that gave very favorable um, impressions of this <laughs> this pilot project. What would be the unfavorable impression that you have? Uh, well, first of all, let me just uh, clarify one thing. I actually didn't found the group. Um, it was founded uh, about two years ago. I got involved um, uh, more more actively in the last uh, few weeks when I learned uh, that our neighborhood association. Um, had um, uh, had endorsed the bike lanes, and which didn't reflect what the people in our neighborhood, uh, how people in our neighborhood uh, felt about them. So, um, uh, listen. The bottom line here is uh, the, this organization, the uh, Be Rational TO, is not anti-bike uh, bicycle. Um, we're certainly not. Uh, we, we we believe that um, uh, there should be room for everybody on the streets. Our issue is. Uh, that this is a safety problem. There, uh, the data that's been collected that everybody's um, uh, who's supporting the uh, the initiative is referring to has been entirely gained by the city staff. And unfortunately, um, we have tried for the last uh, year. This organization has tried for the last year to obtain that information through access of information and other sources, and they've been stonewalled. 
Um, if one goes back to the fire department, just to, very specifically, the fire department uh, in 2019, uh, August 19, 2019, released a what they called their fire services transformation plan update. And on that update, they announced that they had done all of these impressive upgrades to their data collection and that they could now provide to, to people uh, and stakeholders just-in-time analytics that would provide uh, response times. And so here's where the gaming and here's where the key of the, my issue is with this, uh, with these bike lanes. They have broadened the data uh, set that they're referring to to include Mount Pleasant on the east and Avenue Road on the west, up to Davisville on the north, and Bloor Street on the south end. So the denominator, if you will, uh, that they've used they've they've right. expanded as if, large if as i may we're kind of getting into the weeds here i'm hoping you can I'm kind sorry. of yeah because we're going to run out of time and this is going to be your only point and so far i'm not sure what it is the point is i'm sorry the point is that uh safety vehicles fire and ems can't get up and down young streets uh on a timely basis and the data they're referring to is referring to a much larger area than the problem area where vehicles are being um stopped uh, in gridlock traffic. Okay, because I, I went through the report, and by my understanding, response times for paramedics and fire trucks are up all over the city, but not by as much uh, in the Young Street project, in which case uh, and we got to do something about response times, but it doesn't seem that Young is the problem. Well, from what we've seen, if you live in the neighborhood, uh, it takes now 10 minutes longer to get up and down that strip it is impossible the data they provided is impossible to to be reflective of what's going on in along that strip okay I, I, well how i'm wondering how you can make that comparison i mean are they lying well that's a strong word to use uh the data as i was saying earlier the data set that they've referred to is in a much broader area and it's it's diluting the issue on that one strip where there are six thousand people um who who are landlocked into that that area of Young right. street i'm one of them um and so far i haven't had a hard time driving well um if you were one of the people uh yesterday who was at the committee uh, um, uh her name is alicia she was trapped an ambulance trying to get to her was trapped uh, and couldn't get to her uh, on a timely basis. She had to walk to the ambulance because the ambulance was trapped in traffic. I've gone up and down Young Street and spoken to retailers. They're, they are mortified. They see emergency response vehicles stuck in traffic all the time. So I'm pleased that you haven't had an issue, uh, but that is not a reflective of what's going on along in that strip of the uh, of Young Street. Okay, so the committee heard, listened to testimony yesterday. Perhaps they already had made up their minds. I spoke to one councillor who said in the morning that he was voting in favour. Um, is there still runway for your objections, or do you think the fix is in? Well... <laughs> At the end of the day, the position that the uh, I mean, we have many cyclists that are in our that are supporting our group as well, who just don't think this is the right spot, responsible spot to put to bike lanes. Um, at the end of the day, councillors need to look at the fact that this is a safety issue and that there are problems with uh, emergency response vehicles being able to get through that strip, a narrow strip. And so, I am hopeful that um, you know, rational, reasonable minds uh, on council are going to look at this and go. Look at we want we, we support bike lanes, but not along this strip. The irony is that Avenue Road or 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 Mount Pleasant uh, Avenue Road has six lanes, uh, and so it's a much more 
responsible place to put the bike lanes. Thank you for this. Good luck. Thank you very much.